quickfire predictions for this weekend's games and we start with Manchester City-Liverpool. I'm looking forward to this one after an international break that has been, I'm trying to find a better word than boring, but it's just been tedious. It's I mean, Watching England has felt like a chore. Fear no more because Manchester City are hosting Liverpool. It's first against second. It's like it's 2019 all over again. I said that these were quickfire predictions, so I will just go with my gut feeling here. And my gut feeling is that the absence of Andy Robertson is going to be critical in this game. I think to Miskas, if he plays, City are going to exploit that with the overlaps. Bernardo Silva is going to be buzzing, running around. We saw it against Manchester United. If you leave those gaps, they will exploit them. And uh, to Miskas, when he's played... It's a clear weakness. It is a clear and glaring and obvious gap um, in the in the quality of the rest of the team for Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp will know it. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to, to patch it up and uh, offer some extra protection down that left side. But City are a great team. If you've got spaces, if you've got weaknesses because of that, you know, um, they will still find it. And I, I just think it's going to be too much for Liverpool. It could be a case of Liverpool just saying, right, you know what, we're just going to try and outscore you, which is how every team should approach a game, obviously. But it could be another 4-4 like Manchester City's previous game with Chelsea. That City didn't cover themselves in, in too much glory defensively. And I think if I was Pep Guardiola, I would actually go with... Nathan Ake, if he's fit, I don't think he's fit, but Guardiol, he was a little bit wobbly against Cole Palmer and uh, Reese James and um, Mo Salah might be licking his lips. So yeah, I think Robertson not playing um, is going to be crucial. I think this game could get away from Liverpool. It might be close for the first 50, 60 minutes, but I'm going to go 3-1 to Manchester City. So next up is Sheffield United, 18th. Uh, they're unbeaten in two games, actually, now, Sheffield United. The previous home game, they won that in the uh, 10th minute of added time. They got a penalty, didn't they? That was against Wolves, wasn't it? And um, I think they followed that up with a draw against Palace. Um, Bournemouth come into this one on the back of a victory as well. They beat Newcastle 2-0. And if you watch that game, they were all over Newcastle. I know Newcastle are injury hit. But it could have been four, five, six. Seriously, they were they were they were fantastic. Uh, to be honest, Bournemouth. Whether they will play that way away from home with that kind of energy, who knows? Um, but Sheffield United, this is a massive game for them. And as we go down the rest of these fixtures, um, let me just give a prediction. Actually, yeah, quickly for Sheffield United, Bournemouth. I think it's likely that both teams will score. Hard to pick a winner in these types of games. I'm actually going to go Bournemouth. I'm going to go Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth, if they can replicate even 50% of what they did against Newcastle. I know Newcastle were injury hit, but they were absolutely all over them. Uh, So much energy. I'm going to go 2-1, narrow Bournemouth victory. As we scroll down here, we'll see that a lot of the teams that you would expect to be down there this season, they've got home games. We can see um, Luton here, 17th, they are hosting Crystal Palace. These are the games, aren't they? I mean, as a Blackpool fan, when we were in the Premier League, we went down. But ultimately, when you look back, it's the games against these types of clubs. Luton don't, you know, they didn't expect to get a point against Liverpool. They got one, but it's not those games that will send you down. If they were to lose games like this, or if they were to lose at home to Forest or, you know, Burnley, it's those games that will send you down if you do ultimately go down. So Luton at home to Palace. I don't think Palace are are that clinical or prolific this season as of yet. I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory for Luton. Nottingham Forest, Brighton. I've loved watching Brighton this season. Every single game in the Premier League they have conceded. Every single game 
has ended with BTTS landing, uh, both teams scoring. I don't know if you if you uh, realise that, but they just can't keep a clean sheet. They've had a couple in Europe, I think, but certainly not in the Premier League. Um, and I guess, you know, every prediction comes down to a question, doesn't it? You can boil it down to a single question or a couple of questions. And I guess for this one, it's, do you think that will continue? Will they be able to keep a clean sheet in this game after the international break? Has De Zerbi been working on something over the international break to, to solidify this team? And my thought on that is that he's possibly, but he's just not that type of manager. I think he's more free-flowing. The way that Brighton play, you're going to leave gaps. But if you look at some of their results, it's like 4-1, 3-2, 4-5 or whatever. You know, there's been some crazy scorelines so far. And I think this one could be another one. It's got the potential because Forrester are very, very good at home. Um, This one could be a 3-2 either way. Really, you know, this this game could get away from both teams. And on the break, if Brighton are, you know, saying having a lot of the ball pressing in in Forest's half, then on the break, Forest have got real pace and they can they can hurt you. And um, I think both teams will definitely score in this game. And I'm going to go three two, but forgive me for not picking a winner because I can't. I, uh, it could be either way. Uh, I'll go Forest. You know, that's the. Let's support the underdog from one amazing ground in the city ground and, and forest to another, St. James's Park. What a day of football, by the way, on Saturday. So we've got St. James's Park hosting Newcastle, Chelsea, seventh hosting 10th. And Chelsea uh, coming into this off the back of that 4-4 game where I was very, very impressed with um, Cole Palmer and Reese James and the way that they linked up and Reese James just coming back into fitness. I think him not going to England I don't think it will hurt his his hopes of going to the Euros. If he's fit and firing, he's on that plane. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And Chelsea will be confident going into this because Newcastle, as I mentioned before, uh, defeat to Bournemouth. They were really, really bad in that game. They didn't offer much. And, they, you know, Isak and Wilson both being injured. I'm not sure on the fitness of some players. I know bo- players like Botman are still out. Um, Bruno, I think he's back from suspension. I think he was a big miss against Bournemouth. Dan Byrne has been out in recent weeks. I mentioned the, the link-up play between Rhys James and Cole Palmer. And I think that right side is, is going to be one where um, Maurizio Pochettino will look to exploit for sure. Um, Raheem Sterling, you know, not again, not going and playing for England. His form, he should have been in the, the England squad, I believe. But if you're a Chelsea fan, you're absolutely buzzing that he wasn't with England and uh, Rhys James. They can just continue to train and work with Pochettino. And... Um, yeah, I can see Chelsea getting a result here. And uh, that's, you know, you look at the probability model, 45% for, for Newcastle because they're amazing at home. But they have got injuries. I think Trippier is back. Um, he's confirmed to be back. But uh, if they've not got Wilson or Isak, it's going to be pretty tricky because you're then relying on uh, Anthony Gordon through the middle. I think we'll see a better performance from Newcastle. But I do think Chelsea can go there and get a result. As I say, I'm going to go 2-1 to Chelsea. On to Burnley and West Ham. And I said before, you know, predictions, it comes down often to single questions in your mind or a couple of questions. And one question when I look at Burnley now is, what work have you been doing, Vincent Company, over the international break? And is it enough? Because when I've watched Burnley, it's, the, the, the way they play has not been great. They're not clinical. They're not creating much chances at all. Um, and that's before you look at the actual players on the pitch there isn't anyone to put away those chances I don't think and without a transfer window until January what can you do Vincent Company? what have you been doing this week are you gonna adopt a different way of playing because I think that is what's required but it might not be 
what Vincent Company is willing to do. Um, and it's tough to, to answer that question without seeing the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of these games. But that's, you know, the risk reward. That is the, the game of a prediction, isn't it? So they are rock bottom of the Premier League at the minute. And I'm going to predict that they will still be there after these games have been played. I think West Ham will come here and it might suit them because they can play on the break. They're, they're very capable. They are without Antonio, who is a big part of that when they do come to places like Burnley and they want to get get out quickly and, and, and just uh, lump the ball up to him and, and see what he can do. And he's often very effective at keeping the ball and then bringing others into play. He's injured uh, for about six weeks, I think. He got injured with Jamaica. So I still think they'll have enough. I do. I still think they'll have enough. Um, if Jared Bowen is fit and they've got um, a decent team, you've obviously got James Ward-Prowse who can create a goal in a nanosecond from a free kick or a corner or anything or from, you know, from a, just from his feet. Um, so I think West Ham will get a victory here. I'm going to go 2-0 for this one. Let me know what you think in the comments. And we end the day, a superb day of football um, in the Premier League, at least. There are championship games underneath my head. Um, Brentford-Arsenal, so a, a, a London derby. And you can see the probability model is uh, 48% for Arsenal and I think they will get the victory here but Brentford will make it tricky remember the first game Brentford played uh, when they came up to the Premier League it was a Friday night game against Arsenal and they were so impressive um, I, I just think they miss Ivan Tony. Um, the, the clinical nature of Tony as well they do still create a lot of chances but they're just not as clinical but it's always interesting to watch Brentford against these bigger teams because there's always a plan and you can always you can see the plan in action. It's great to watch. Um, so I'll definitely be taking in this game as well. I think they'll look to just absorb the pressure as they do. They usually play a back five against the bigger teams and then look to get out. Um, Arsenal might have a few tired legs. You know, they've got a few players that have been on long distance international duty. Um, but I think they'll get a victory. I'm going to go 3-1 for this one with the third goal. You know, tight game, but... 70, 80 minutes, Arsenal get that third goal and it just, you know, secures the victory. These were supposed to be quick predictions and I just checked the timer there and it is 15 minutes. I don't know where the time goes. I really don't. Um, if you've enjoyed this, uh, leave a like, leave a comment and um, I will see you in the next one.